0: Alright, welcome to The Suicide Monk, and I am your host. Today we're going to be speaking with a friend of mine. She is uh, one of my biggest supporters, uh, a really good friend, and her, her view in life is lived through and lived out in, in her faith in Christ, and uh, we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about her faith, my faith. And delving into um, some of those topics and issues, we we don't always see eye to eye, but that's the beauty of it. We can have a conversation about our individual uh, belief systems and accept each other for who we are. But I'm going to start this podcast out with a prayer that she had sent me uh, several months ago when I when I started this podcast. Well, right before I started this podcast, actually. Um, she's again, just been a huge supporter in every aspect financially, uh, on social media and spiritually. Uh, she's, she's done wonders and, and walked beside me. Um, she's newly engaged, which is beautiful and fantastic. I love that. Uh, so congratulations to her and her, her new fiance, um, he's a good man, he'll 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 do good things so um it'll this is going to be an interesting conversation a little bit different than than what you're used to but um it 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 opens a little bit more into who i am um and even though i don't necessarily call myself a christian i do follow a belief system that is um that walks alongside Christianity. So, um, yeah, sit back and enjoy. Uh, and again, we're going to start this, this podcast out with a prayer. So it's, it's beautiful and it touches my heart every time. So I just wanted to share that with you. And so, yeah, sit back and enjoy. And I will see you on the flip side.
1: Hey, Britton, I hope that, um, you're having a good day so far. Um, I was sitting, I'm sitting with the Lord outside right now in the book of Isaiah, and the Lord just brought this to my mind for you, Um, and I just want to preface, this is not like an attempt to like save you or change your mind. I know that you have to go through your own walk with the Lord, Um, but also I know that you believe that the Lord speaks to you through other people, and so I believe that this is something that wanted me to share with you today. Um, This is a story in Isaiah chapter 38 about King Hezekiah who was a king um, that came into reign after a lot of wicked kings that had set up idols and basically led Israel to corruption. Hezekiah comes in and just is a voice for the Lord in a desolate place and tears down the idols and sets Israel straight pretty much. And Hezekiah, um, at his young age, becomes sick and near death. And so Isaiah the prophet is sent to tell him that he was going to die. And it says in verse 2, when he heard the news, Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And then after his prayer, um, the Lord decides to add 15 years to his life and continue his life, basically. And so then down in verse 15, Hezekiah's response to the Lord um, hearing his prayer says, What shall I say? He has both spoken to me and he himself has done it. I shall walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. O Lord, by these things men live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, But you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your truth. The living, the living man, he shall praise you. As I do this day, the Father shall make known your truth to the children. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. And so, yeah, when I read that, I just remember um, what you were saying about like feeling like there's not really a purpose or direction in the life that you've experienced. And you're waiting for—I don't know whether you're waiting for society to show you that, or for um, the Lord to show you in some radical, crazy way. Um, but yeah, I think that when I really look biblically at the purpose of our life, it is to praise the Lord and to just be um, bring delight to His throne room and that looks different for all of us, and I know that the first step to that is surrender, which you have mentioned, like, you've done time and time again, and so, yeah, I just thought of that as I, and also, like, when it says in verse 20, the Lord was ready to save me, I think that's why, like, talking about your situation, I just had, like, a lot of peace, because it's like, I know that the Lord isn't going to let you die, because I know that He is ready to show up for you, and He's ready to save you, and you're, you are even in your most desperate and desolate moments and i i'm ready for that for you i'm praying into that for you um just for the lord to show up in the way that he knows you need um because i know that you're not content with typical christianity in the sense that most people are because you were created and designed very uniquely and your mind was as well and so yeah i just had those um verses on my heart for you today from isaiah and so i'd love to continue to share with you snippets that the lord puts on my heart for you if you don't mind but also if you don't like it then i do not have to um but the last thing i'd like to do is just pray for you um for your day and for your mind and for healing and perspective to be brought so um yeah heavenly father thank you so much that you're here and that you came and you walked a life in the flesh. And so you know what kind of struggles man faces. You're not a distant God, but you're a high priest that was made holy through suffering. Um, and suffering makes righteousness and it makes us like you because like in likeness with you because you had to walk through the worst suffering man can endure when you took all of the weight of the world on your shoulders and into your mind the day you died for us on the cross. And so, Father, thank you that you can relate to us in a way that maybe we will never understand, um, and that you choose to stay with us even in our most desperate and undeserving moments. And so, Father, um, I just want to lift up my brother, Britton. I know that you know him better than anyone else on this earth and that you know his pain and his struggle deeper than anyone ever could. And so you know what he's looking for. You know what his pursuits will end, to, end up leading to. Um, and you know what will help change his perspective. And so, Father, I just pray for any oppression or anything that is of the enemy that is clouding his mind that is not of you to leave in Jesus name. I just pray for true hope and healing and renewal of mind to flood his being. And for your peace to be laid heavy upon his soul and i pray that he could believe this for himself that you are a god of redemption and that you are a god who sees him even when he can't see you And so, Father, I just pray that you would rest your hand upon him, that you would hide him in the shadow of your wing, and so that the enemy would not have a a grip on his mind, and that you would free him up to new perspectives, new way of thinking, that you would reveal yourself to him and be made new to him in your word and in daily life, um, that he can be able to see so clearly how you have worked in his life up until this point and all the places you've showed up for him. Father, I also pray that you make known to him the areas of his life that maybe he hasn't fully surrendered where he thinks he has, or um, areas of his life that are keeping him from knowing you to the full extent. Um, Father, I just pray that you, yeah, convict him and just show him what's up. Show him how to look more like you and how to get the answers he's looking for, Um, because we know that you direct our steps and that you reveal things to us in your timing, and so. Father, I just pray that you lead him into deeper understanding, into closeness with you, because we know you love us, and we know that you loved us enough to give it all. And so, we just pray that you make that known to him. And in your heavenly name, Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. So, yeah, uh, just know, want you to know, I'm thinking about you. That God has put you on my heart, and I will continue to be praying for you. So. We, I love you, the Lord loves
0: you, and I hope you have a good day today. All right, so I want to go back to that, because what were we talking about?
2: Um, I think just the core of our belief basis about, because we were talking about intrusive thoughts and kind of like why or how they originate, because some people have different levels of that, like you were talking about OCD. Right. And, like, me, like, I can have an intrusive thought every once in a while, but then it will leave just as quickly as it came. Right. You don't entertain it. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like I don't – my brain doesn't force me to. But, like right. you were saying, some people's brains, like, force them to relive yes. things that – in their hearts and in their mind, Like, they don't want to be thinking this. Right. But they can't help it. Um. And so kind of, like, our – core belief as to why that is like mine i believe it's because we're born into a fit or a broken body already like our bodies are already broken to begin with and our souls our minds are we're born sick that's kind of like my belief coming into the world even as a baby we're entering into a sick atmosphere a broken atmosphere and that will shape broken and sick people, whether they want it to or not. Because, I mean, who wants to be an abuser? Who wants to end up a murderer? Like, no one wants that. But if they entertain the wrong thoughts long enough, if they're around the wrong environment long enough, eventually that's what their mind and environment will shape them into. And that's even people who aren't born into that can like still end up just some of the most horrendous people on earth.
0: Oh, yeah. So that, that's, and that's my question is, are, are, are we actually born into that? Like, I know we're born into a broken world, but I think a, a child is one of, well, it's the most innocent thing that we have mm-hmm. until humanity gets a hold of it. Right. And that's the, so then going back on the belief system, I th- I, I think, at least right now in my life, that we just get to experience a version of what hell looks like mm. of what knowing what good and evil looks like in, in the biblical sense. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> this is a really off the wall theory, but mm. you know, and, and I'll back it with, with scripture here for you is like, I knew you before you were ever born. Like there's, there's, I don't remember. Your your name was written in the Book of Life, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So there's this, I, and I believe there's a, a passage where it says, I knew you before. Is there not? Maybe we need no, to look No,
2: yeah. I, like, I knew you before I <clears> shaved you. You're looking you. at me a little confused. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Counting the hairs on your head. Like, the Lord definitely had knowledge of us, our personalities, before we even entered into a fleshly form. Okay. And so I understand the reference that you're
0: speaking. Yeah. So my my thought is we're one in 2 million sperm that that make it to this life. Okay. We're the ones that, that won the race. Basically, if you're living, you won the race. Um, and if he knew us before, then what, what is it that, are we not up there saying, Hey, I want to see what this looks like. I want to know what this experience is. I want to see what you've made and what I want to be a part of and what I don't want to be. I want to have choice. I want to experience that free will.
2: Right. Well, and it could be, it kind of depends how you look at it, because it could be when he says, I knew you before. Someone could look at it as, oh, so like he physically knew us before we became like as we know it on earth as this physical form, or did he just have knowledge of the future he could see ahead? He's just omnipresent throughout all of time, knowing that who we would become before we became it i think that's more how i look at it is instead of me pre-existing he just knew who i would become he knew the relationship we would have and that's to me how i interpret that but again like i don't necessarily think that your interpretation of it is wrong i just think it's different and i don't think that there's a right or wrong answer i think one day when we get up there we can ask him right and he'll answer it but to me like when i hear so you
0: think this is predetermined
2: Like I think that he just is all all knowing, so I think he'll know who my kids are before I even have them. He already knows what kind of relationship he's going to have because I think he exists both at the beginning of time and at the end of time all at once. Like he's just not limited.
0: What would be the point in that though? Like if if he is all knowing and omnipresent, and maybe I'm misunderstanding omnipresent um, or even all knowing, but there's no mystery. What's the point of being a god if there's no mystery?
2: Like you mean that we're not a mystery to him?
0: Well, the the and maybe I'm thinking of this in a time and space um situation, but if I know it all, then who care like what's the point? Yeah. There's nothing more to know.
2: Yeah. I've well, done I mean, it all. <laughs> well, and I mean, just because God is everywhere all at once doesn't mean he is involving himself everywhere all at once. Not that he's not. I mean, he's <clears throat> involved in our lives all the time, but he's not like. I don't believe personally that he's some puppet master up there micromanaging, controlling everything I do. Just because he knows, like, he, what. I do or what I will choose or what path I'll end up on doesn't mean he doesn't open up the different doors and like that's what I think is beautiful and messy about just humanity is that we have been given the ability to logic to dream to think up what is not yet like that is something that is very unique only to humankind is to dream what is not yet like no animal can imagine or comprehend what is not reality, like what is not then and there. But people can dream and we can build and it be innovative. And that's why we have outdone more than any other species on earth. And that's just, that's what's so cool. And so that's what I believe is the free will in, that we were given but that is both a blessing and a curse because we can abuse that free will just as much as we can create with it. But, yeah. So
0: how does that play into... If he knows us and we're we're here on earth and he knew us before, how does that play into other religions uh suffering um, even even my own suffering uh how does that like it's not like I haven't prayed uh, or been diligent or spent many 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 years yeah you know seeking God and then not finding God and um and only until recently has has evidence really proposed that he might be present.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And th- that's a lifetime of suffering though. Yeah. Before he's like, "Oh, I'm here." Yeah. You know, you know, walking towards my death and then um with with absolute hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little bit of hope. Right. But the tables have been flipped upside down, and now I can't walk away from the the trajectory. So now either I have to rely on God and Him not show up and say it's okay, or Him show up and say, "Oh, that was great." So how do you reconcile that? That's because you know. Again, I was watching this this um, other podcast, The Soft White Underbelly, which was fantastic. It's about those stories about human suffering <clears throat> from trafficking to homelessness to OCD to pedophilia to rape to I mean these are all the the things that this guy is
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you look at and you watch these people their are videos of these people and you see the suffering and like the unrelenting suffering that they go through and and I relate to that there's no quality in this life when you suffer that greatly, even because you can't see outside of that
3: mm-hmm.
0: most of the time, yeah, you can't see outside the suffering it's you can't like I didn't have the life to to promote positive thinking mm-hmm. and and every time I failed, it was a perpetuation of failure after failure after failure so where where's God and all of that and does does he actually answer prayer Mm -hmm. because in my mind or at least my logical the evidence doesn't sustain his presence
3: yeah
2: and i think like obviously i don't have the perfect answer here no 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 no. speak off of my but you do so let's
0: let's um you do have a good upbringing you do have a positive upbringing you have a nice family you have these things that are are that were were put in place mm-hmm. um because of good decision making on your family's part you know for for many many years for generations mm-hmm. that that has perpetuated that mm-hmm. for you to move forward, so the the upbringing is different, and the mindset is different,
2: yeah, and it's like <clears throat> and you know we're as Americans, it's like. Cause it's interesting cause I have been brought up in a really great home and with loving parents and I haven't always seen it that way. Like, you know, rebellious teenager hated my family, was like, oh, like people can die. Like I, it's just, you're, we're tormented with just, even though things can be so great, our minds can just make it so imperfect because we're so discontent until, cause things have to be our way. And so, and then I like traveled the world and I saw different cultures where it's like, there's women who will be born and die in the same plot of land there and stay in that dirt patch their whole lives. And they're perfectly content. They don't see their life as missing out on anything or they don't see it as suffering. But I mean, again, that's just, I think it really comes down to perspective because it's like when you tell me that you feel like you haven't seen God move on your life, like I would disagree with you because I feel like I, what I've seen happen in your life, especially recently, but also like when I knew you and just the people that were your friends and the people that you had an impact on, like in my perspective or my perception from an outsider looking in, I was like, you may have these struggles, but there's something really cool happening around you, like with your impact on people. And I think that is even when I read and go to scripture and I open it up, I see nothing but life of suffering that is promised because it says, on this earth the wicked shall prosper. And you will, as my people, you will look at them and say, why? Like, why is this? What am I doing this for? Why am I believing in you? What is this faith about? If I'm not going to prosper like they are, then what's the point? But it's like he's looking at us like the point isn't to obtain what they have. You already have the greatest thing that any human could ever desire, which is connection to something greater and beyond this like very finite and temporary existence. And I think that it's about the perspective of what is your ideology of blessing? What is your ideology of success? And because for me, As someone who I've just, like, I've decided to devote everything to my faith as much as I can. I'm not perfect at it, and I try to be better. Um, But it's like, all that I want is more of Christ. And I just, I'm like, I don't even care if I die tomorrow. And if I lose it all tomorrow, that's going to suck. If I lose my fiance, that's going to suck. If I lose my family, that's going to be the worst. But it's like they were never the point like of my existence in the first place. The point of my existence was to glorify God. And so it truly, I think it just comes down to like a very selfless view of our humanity and our existence. Because you even see David, like King David, who had it all, like just in tears, weeping, just because he felt like God wasn't close to him. Like, oh, yeah. this man had everything <clears throat> materialistically worldly that he could have wanted, but because he felt God wasn't close, he was like, my life might as well be over. Like he was like, Lord, take me back. Like, and I think that's just the picture. Like we're here. I believe like I'm here to encounter the, to, the living God. And when I do, he's, he's not going to feel consistent in this space of earth because it's, It's not heaven nor is it hell, but we are in a separation from God here, and that's what makes it feel like a kind of hell, like where suffering seems to be the only thing that some people can focus on where other people who are only focused on worldly things, they might be thriving and rolling in riches and success because that's all they want. And I feel like part of the reason people are sensitive to suffering in such a way that you are and other people who really care is because they have like God's given them eyes and a heart after his own of like, see, there's more to be had in the human experience. There's lack here. And I think we have to realize the lack in order to seek something else. Like if we never lacked anything, if we weren't ever suffering on this earth, then why would we ever seek after something more God? Right. And, Now, to why it has to get to such a bad extent for some people, I don't know. Like, it's – I don't know that there is a a perfect answer, but, yeah. Well, and
0: then there's – so, I grew up in America. Yeah. I I under – well, I grew up Catholic and then Christianity and then Mm – but, you know – not all the world gets that opportunity. Actually, a lot of the world doesn't even have that uh, knowledge,
2: like system in place. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, and and I know there's there's biblical text that says go out and spread the word and blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. we can't even take care of our own. So how how good is that? Like, what's is the whole system messed up? Is the the whole purpose like you know if and then there's <laughs> if god knew me before did i do something is this a temporary punishment for something i did prior that i don't know about so these are the questions i ask myself it's yeah. like why do some people get it worse than others why do like i've i've had it bad and and I, as i'm watching people there's people that have had it much much worse than i am than i've had it mm-hmm. Our our suffering's not really any different because I can relate to their suffering and I right. can see it and I can feel it and, um. But my my. What I think I'm discovering, is that most people, regardless of where they're at in life, are in some sort of. Struggle.
2: Yeah, even me, who's grown up in like a perfect. Yeah. Well, as you would put it, like, the most, let's say, ideal situation. Right,
1: right.
3: You know,
2: I've grown up in a very ideal situation. But it's like my own mind and my own doubts still can torment me if I, like, dwell on them too much. And that's why, like, I tell people whenever, especially they're struggling with, like, identity issues or, like, just self-destructive thoughts it's like you have to know what's true about yourself because what your mind will tell you is not always what is true about you that is not always what other people see and even like if it comes externally from like bullying or just like they're just projecting their own hurt on you that doesn't make it true about your character your body who you are and so it's like people whether their fight is as massive as dealing with taking their own life or as I don't want to call it minute, but like smaller as just like not wanting to go, leave the house without makeup. You know, we're all dealing with some sort of like self destructive or, um, just not seeing ourselves for truly who we are and like how loved we are.
0: But, but how do you find that when, when you're in the midst of fairly consistent abuse? And that usually starts with, with the home and, You know, a dad leaves or a mom leaves or there's physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse. And then that transfers to who you choose as your friends. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a perpetuation of one bad thing after another. Yeah. And, And you don't, like your mind at a young age is so conditioned to think that you are worthless, that you're not worthy, that you're not good enough, that what people are telling you are true is true. And then as you walk out into society, it's can it's affirmed by the, the sickness of society. Yeah. And, and it's so you don't know who you are truly. Like I am just at 53 discovering that I was a nice kid, mm-hmm. that the, I'm the un- uncovering that I was probably a really sweet child. Yeah. Like I was probably loved.
2: Yeah. And did you come to that conclusion because people ec- like external sources were like affirming that in you like I
0: I I think I came to that realization because of my son. Mm-hmm. He was a sweet boy. He was a very <clears throat> he, he's like looking at a, a, in a mirror for me. Yeah. Um but prior to to certain things in his life that happened, there was this, this vigor for life. He was nice. He was good. He was sweet. And it's not not like he's lost any of that. It's just, it's overshadowed by other things. And that's what happened to me. Like, I think I was a good person. I think I was a decent boy. Um, but by the time I was five, I knew something was terribly wrong with the world that I lived in and then that conditioned me and then anger and rage and all that stuff took over and then it just destroyed my life methodically destroyed my life um not that it i always um i kind of talk about that in third person but i mean it was my action my reaction to life uh my fault but uh, it is also a separation because it's not who i am it's I know I act out of it, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's just not who I am. I don't want to be mean. No, yeah. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be in a rage. I don't want to be hateful. I don't want to be brutally, like, just, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's not your heart. Not at all. Yeah. Not even close. But it is a part of my character. It's it's the, it's a part of how I've functioned in society. It was my protection. It was.
2: It's like your reactionary habits. Like yeah. ha- forming a characteristic um, that, yeah, that you like recognize and see as destructive, but it's like what has helped preserve you in a sense, and so oh, yeah. it's like almost become something you rely upon whenever a circumstance gets tense because you've seen how it's worked in the past.
0: It's my safety net.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's I don't know how else to put, and it's a that's an ugly safety net.
2: Yeah. No, that's. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good, I think that's just good for someone, especially like me, to just like get to talk with so many different kinds of people and like, because that helps me ask better questions too, even when I'm like sitting in church and everyone has like the same answers or if I'm like reading scripture and I'm like, okay, Lord, like, yeah, I can see how this works out for my circumstance, but like, what about... Like, your people in general. Like, how do you show up in general? And, like, the thing is, he doesn't show up the same for everyone. No. And, like, to your point earlier, like, when you're surrounded by it, yeah, it... And, like, I've heard crazy stories. Like, sometimes the Lord just shows up to people in dreams. And he, like, intervenes himself in a crazy way. And then other times he puts one person in your life. And that's, like the person who can speak truth and reality to the people who are speaking lies and degrade self-destructive thoughts. And it truly does take getting like separating yourself from the self destructiveness. And I don't, and that's like not easy to do when you're a kid. Like you can't do that just on your own. Right. But it like it does at some point, there needs to be some break in that in order for truth to come in. So whether that's like, divine intervention like on some radical level or like on a level of just a person stepping into your life willing to talk to you willing to like hear what you're going through and speak against that to me those are opportunities where light is coming in the lord is in my perspective the lord is like extending a hand extending truth to grab a hold of that and to follow that out of the the muck and the mire of just what the world would have you believe about yourself, which is, if in your case, if you're worthless and you're disgusting and, like, you're an angry person, you're not worth it. It's, like, I believe, I would hope that now that you've surrounded yourself somewhat with, like, people who, like, love you and care about you, you at least know that that, if those are the thoughts you're still having, you know that it's destructive. Like, you can separate it that from, like, this is not true about me. This is not good. This is what I wrestle with like in my head, but I know that's not true and it's not good because people have shown me otherwise about myself.
0: But, but it is true. It is true that I'm this person. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's this simultaneous walk with my darkness and my light. I mean, it's,
2: but it's not all you are.
0: It's not all I am. Right. It's not like all I'd consuming let, identity. Exactly. And that's what it used to be. Yeah. Like it was 75%, 80%. Right. Darkness. Right. Um, and now it's 25%.
2: Well, right. That's more, sorry. That's more like what I was saying is that you've had other positive things spoken over you and into you that have, have you, would you say that that's what's helped it go down? Or? I,
0: well, I think Yes. But it was my willingness to believe that what they were saying is true, because that's yeah. the very difficult part. It's yeah. not. There's a lot of compliments that that people will dish out. Um, well, I, I say that it's been more recent. Well, maybe I'm, I'm not really thinking about that. Uh, I guess I haven't thought about that in depth, but. We'll just take recent events and, uh, people encourage me on the podcast or random texts telling me that they really liked a certain aspect or Mm -hmm. something I said, or even a trait of my own that they really like. And it's been, it's, it's been a really difficult, but necessary process for me to just believe what they're saying. Yeah. And what that's doing is transferring into my language. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Even still, it's it's a doubtful language, but it's still transferring into my language. So at some point that would would hopefully get, you know, become more positive and, you know, not turn into ego or... No, yeah. It's just that I am capable, I am worthy, I am, Mm
2: -hmm. you know. Yeah, and speaking it over yourself does do volumes. Like for me right now, what I'm wrestling with is feeling like I'm being led to write a book. But Mm -hmm. personally, I don't feel I'm capable of that. I don't feel that my words are worth putting down on paper and putting all that effort in. But I feel like the Holy Spirit prompting me, Trissa, I have given you ability to be a writer and I will help you. I will aid you on this. And you have to put one foot in and be willing to go against what's natural and what's normal for you and trust me and that trust is so hard because i i've come to realize sadly that i'm a person of little faith Mm -hmm. i am not very faithful i'm very much dependent on me and what i know as safe and that's a that's a big struggle for me is being faithful to trust the lord and so like when i felt that prompting in turkey way back in october of last year I was like, oh yeah, I'm so pumped. Like I feel fresh wind, like let's go. And then I get home and I start writing. I'm like, this is all crap. And I didn't even, (laughs) I didn't even show anyone it. I was just like distrusting immediately, just as quickly as I trusted everything that was put on my mind. And I'm like, why am I so like self-destruct? Like, why is that my immediate thing is to not trust my what i've like clearly felt and heard from the lord but i'm just like eh, like no i refuse i'm just gonna stand on my butt and twiddle my thumbs because i don't believe that what i'm typing is worth i'm like and that just it just makes me feel like i'm hoarding like in my talents that i've been given and i'm getting off track here but no, i don't no. re- i don't remember where why i even brought that up but i think we were talking Something regarding just like not trusting. Oh, it's because you were saying trusting the destructive thoughts. But it takes a fight is the point I'm trying to get to. There's a fight at every level of because what you're wrestling with is a deeper, obviously, level because you're fighting for your life and your identity as a whole and me I'm just fighting over whether or not to like put myself out there and like failure and all that
0: I think I think the process is the same though
2: it is that's like I like, agree hundred
0: percent and I think that's why everybody's story matters is because yeah. it you know it affects you probably on the same level that it would affect me yeah even if I had more skills or more trauma my mm-hmm. trauma is no different because it affect your trauma affects you the same way my trauma affects me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's easy to relate with people. Yeah, But I, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things, because I'm not supposed to do this. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing at all with a podcast. I have no idea. What <laughs> but here I'm you doing. are. Because people need
2: am. you here. And well, they, yeah.
0: well, there's, there is that. <laughs> and what I, what I think I discovered, and I mentioned this a couple of times on, on the podcast is there's a book called war, the war of art. And I don't remember the author, but the premise of the book is just show up and do the work, mm. every day. Just show up and do the work. Yeah. And then what I discovered on top of that is, and I call it resting in faith. Mm. So I showed up. I've done the work. I've done everything that I can possibly do, that I that I can even, like concoct and come up with some sly way to make it work with mm. with this with audio and video and yeah. cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing at all. Right. And then figure out how to do post production and stuff like that. But those ideas come because I'm resting in the fact that I've already shown up and done the work. Yeah. So the new ideas happen while, while I'm resting mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, okay, I can do this and That's Oh, awesome. I can do that. And now I can, I know now I have an idea that I can actually research. And maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. not, but mostly they're good ideas.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Or else people wouldn't be listening. Like people wouldn't be wanting more and they wouldn't be commenting. And I just, there's always more to say on these kind of topics because they're just not talked about. Right. People just aren't willing to be candid about like doubts. Like even as a believer, it's like with the whole suffering thing, like so many people come up and like have that question and I've, and there's, It's crazy because suffering across the world doesn't look the same, I don't think.
0: No, it does not. Because
2: different people define different things as suffering. Like, I think I've almost grown, and this is maybe not a great thing, but I've almost grown apathetic to the American view of suffering because the American view of suffering typically means Is I don't have enough. (laughs) I don't have what I want. And I'm like, "Mm, you didn't get your hair colored this week. I feel so bad for you, you know? But it's like, I know that to them, that's a need that they've been conditioned to have met. And so it's like, when I see other people who are like, you know, they're suffering, we would see them as like, wow, they are literally have nothing. They should be like A, B, and C, like trauma. They have trauma. They're like, I'm not in trauma. Like they don't see themselves as having trauma. They just see them, their life for what it is. And they've learned to like have, Happiness, enjoying contentment. And I think contentment is a key word for all of us to learn, but it's like hard to know what that looks like for all of us.
0: Well, yeah. we're afraid of contentment because that means yeah. we're lazy.
2: And Well, or that means we have to stop striving, yeah. but it's like we're just striving. Get us. Yeah. So there's a difference between like pers- healthy pursuits and striving, you know, but that's a different conversation. But I mean, yeah, I think that what I see that, aggravates me because it just goes against logic in my mind is that people are very quick to accuse God of their suffering but then when it comes to prospering and good things they're very quick to thank themselves and I'm like it's either you're responsible for the things that are bad and good or if God's responsible for your terrible things then he might also be responsible for the things that you that bring tears of joy to your face and like things that are just those moments that make you smile as well it's like it can't that inconsistency i think people are very quick to like why god oh, yeah. why god but it's like well why were you blessed with kids why were you how, do you have these people in your life why do you think that this has happened and like the truth is is just that I believe is that we don't, we will never be able to see the greater picture, and that's what's, that's what forces the struggle. Is like God, you withhold information from me. You're, you're so up there, all knowing and mysterious, but like you need to drop your servant a hint down here because I'm in the thick of it, and I, I can't see a way out, and I don't see what good you are to me anymore. And it's like that's, I think, just been the wrestle is that we, we wrestle for control of sight. Like I mean, that was why Adam and Eve bit the apple because they wanted to know what God knew, right? Like, right. And so it's like I think we that's still the wrestle is like we're so frustrated because we don't understand it. Like we don't understand the suffering. We don't understand why. And I think, yeah, I, I, so it's a that's, hard one.
0: Well, and that's, that's why a lot of people walk away from the church. Yeah. There's, the, there's this... Um, a misconception that if you pray about it, it will go away. Oh yeah. Or if you pray enough about it, or if you do the right things, if there's a formula, mm-hmm. you know, it's the prayer of Jabez. If you do that enough, you're going to get rich. And it's but like
2: that puts it on you, and it was never up to us, right? And that's putting control back in your hands and saying, oh, if you, if you do the right things, right? But it's like we're not capable of doing all the right things. We're not capable of praying all the right prayers. Like that's just a false. Like, yeah. So,
0: so well, I hate, this almost seems like a bait, but I didn't mean it to be. <laughs> You're
2: like, oh, oh, I'm going to oh, take minute of that oh oh trailer in.
0: <laughs> Shnag. Uh, <laughs> well, you might have got out of it because I think it just left the building. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we were talking about praying and doing the right thing and how that will bring you to prosperity and how so, that's a false.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- those people that... How do I put this? Um, yeah, I don't know how to put it.
2: Are you saying like kind of what's the point then to prayer? Like if we're just gonna pray, but it's not up to our prayers anyway to do any change our circumstances. Well,
0: no, I guess I think my mind got on a different on a different track on that. Oh, okay, never mind. The the. I'm I'm always in the what the what's the point, <laughs> What's realm. the point? What is the point, no, realm? Yeah. Um, no, I think I got off on I was getting off on something else. My mind's scattered. Yeah, a little bit on that today. So. Oh no,
2: yeah, you're good, but I do think it's like I want to know that I believe in the power of prayer. Like I've seen it work. I mean, I've I've seen the Lord use. Faithful, my faithfulness to pray for someone to like actually lead to like better things and i don't know if it was because of my prayer i don't want to like claim like oh i did that my prayer did that My faithfulness <laughs> because it's <laughs> truly i would have like there are days where i'm like i would prefer not to pray for this person Any, anybody want a card of faithfulness
0: <laughs> i got a whole deck <laughs> I'll share my faith today.
2: Right, make it right. (laughs) But no, like, yeah, I and I think yeah, that just but I do believe that like I mean it even says in the Bible like Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf right now. Like he's const in a constant state of interceding for his people to the Father. And that's like so cool to think about. Like even after he died, Jesus just went up to heaven and he started praying for us. I'm like, what? He'd be so, like this
0: fool. He, he wants in. He'd be like
2: this fool needs prayer. Oh, you <laughs> definitely need my. He said, "Lord, <laughs> Father."
0: We got a couple fools down. Yeah, here. we got a
2: whole lot of. But yeah, so I just I think that there's definitely so much power in it. Because it takes the focus off of ourselves and it really, we, in that we imitate and we mimic like what Jesus did in the garden over his disciples, what he, like, that's what gave him strength on earth. And so I think it is like such an important spiritual discipline, but I, I do, I don't know maybe what I believe as far as like how much power it has to like change your whole circumstances. Like, well, I what, don't know. what does it
0: really say about prayer other than the Lord's prayer?
2: Oh, well, we'd have to, we'd have to get into the word. I wish I brought my biblioteca, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's, I think it's not even necessarily what we see explicitly said about prayer, but how we see prayer being used and how we see like all these people who fall to their knees in prayer. It's like, why do they do that? Why does, why does Jesus go and ask for his circumstances to be changed before he dies? Like, literally, he's like, actually, if you could take this cup from me. It's like, I don't think we ever expected that from Jesus. Because it's like, he knew dang well what he was coming to the earth to do. From the minute he had the consciousness to know, he knew that was his mission. And he, would, it's, he seemed fine with it up until that point. And he's praying. And he's like, but... Not my will, cause I mean, who knows? What if he never would have said, "But not my will." Maybe he wouldn't have died. I don't mm. know. I'm getting on. A, now I'm well, getting on well, a conspiracy no. theory. I mean,
0: the rabbit trails are are what because there's so many people that that grow up in the Christian faith that have walked away because of the misinterpretation of the Bible and more mm-hmm. more of the control. Yeah. That if you do pray, it'll go away and if if you are this, all you got to do is pray it away and it just doesn't mm-hmm. work yeah, like no, that. No, the, it doesn't. And that's not how God works and that's not how Jesus worked. Jesus was like I'm going to enter into this and I'm going to walk with you.
3: Mhm.
2: Yeah, and I, I think mean, oh sorry go Like
0: ahead. The, like his His reverence for people, mm-hmm. his love and care for people outweighed any judgment. Yeah. That he had for them in their current situation. Right. He's like, I just want to sit here with you and, yeah. and have the conversation.
2: Right. And it's like I think it's important to see like he didn't just leave people as they were. Like he didn't take the prostitute's hand and say, like, brush the dust off of her and be like, All right, go right back to what you were doing. Like he cast the demons out of Mary Magdalene and he said, let's go live a new life. And then he took the tax, like he took Matthew and he was like, you hate what you're doing right now. Your people hate you because of it. Let's pick a new life. Follow me. Like he gave them an alternative, which was to turn to him, to set their sights on him and to give everything they had to like walking alongside of him, even though he took them to foreign towns and he sent them off in pairs and he said, don't bring anything with you. Just go with the probably the disciple you most dislike. I'm going to pair you two up and you're going to go to this town and you're not going to bring a scrap of bread with you, but you're going to trust me when I tell you people will provide. It's like he he put them through it. Like was, oh, yeah. He was not some easy rabbi to follow. He brought them into the sanctuary church of his time. Even when he disagreed with everything that was being taught, pretty much of like all the legalistic Judaic law of cleanliness, Jesus walked into that church and he was like,
0: I mean, "I'm not. i lea- eating pork today.
2: I'm not leaving <laughs> this church as I as it is because it's corrupt." Yeah, he goes in there chewing on a big old pig leg Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> but that's what's so cool about Jesus is he's just like he's so about it. But like he's about change in the most like purest way of just like doing it. Like he puts, he people listen to him because he did it first. Like he put forth the change and within himself and people saw that and they were like, I'm attracted to that. I want more of that because it's, it's true and it's real and it's radical. And yeah, it's just the, the Bible is a really cool book, but I can just see how a lot of texts and interpretations can get twisted and Even back to prayer, like, people see that Solomon prayed to God and God granted him something. And so it's like they interpret that as like, oh, if I pray for what I want, like, then I'll... But it's like, I believe that, like, the Lord answers prayer when you pray into his will and into his heart of, like, what prayer should be. Like, when we're just praying for ourselves, like, those things may happen, but I don't know if that's necessarily just god blessing you with what you want i mean i just that could be um you're working hard for it and so you're getting it but i just think that there is a command as to how we should pray too like praying into his will praying into his heart that we can see people that we can be better than we were um made better than just like leaving us as we are like a desperation almost um a seeking
0: yeah I think, I mean, honestly, just even uh, recently, I would I would say I'm kind of entered into that. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that, the result is that I'm a hell of a lot nicer person than I've ever been. <laughs> hell of a lot nicer, yeah. but I view people differently. Yeah, but, that's you know, the real. It, it yeah. is. My my I had a paradigm shift and. I mean, I hated people. I hated Christians. I hated um, most everybody, really, mm-hmm. and except for my my select friends. That, but even them, I was staying away from because I, not because I disliked them, but because of. Then you get into the depression and the anxiety and the mm-hmm. all the stuff that you yeah. don't want to expose people no, to. Sure. Yeah. And now I'm this. Like every time I leave the house or interact with somebody I'm in a conscience intentional conscience switch to make sure that they're that I am somebody that they came across that's pleasant. Yeah. That day.
2: You're interruptible, which is radical because yes. nobody's interruptible. Yes. Anymore, it feels like.
0: Yeah. Everyone's on a schedule. I like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm interrupting the and I see it every time I, I make somebody smile or
2: yeah. I've interrupted their misery. Yeah. It was so sweet. Like the other day I was walking in Kroger and I call it the Crow ghetto because it's like the ghetto Kroger. Like all kinds of different people being at Kroger. But I was walking, and this man who, like, clearly had, like, a mental disability, like, just wasn't all there, he, like, walked past me with his grocery cart, and I, like, we made eye contact, and then I kind of, like, kept walking, but, like, was turning my head, and then he just stopped, turned and looked at me, and he's like, how are you doing today? And I was like, I'm good, how are you? And he's like, good, it's my birthday today. And I was like, happy birthday. And he's like... Thank you. You're the only person today that has told me happy birthday. <laughs> and then he kept walking. And I'm just like, what? A weird thing to have happen. But what a cool, like, lesson to just be like, people just need to be seen.
0: Well, they do. But
2: we're not willing to stop for a moment
0: Well, I tell to you, see them. I tell you this. And, I, you know, being a traveler and on the road and you get to experience different cultures within our culture. mm and the Midwesterners are not as nice as they think they are.
2: Oh,
3: I know. They they yeah. don't look
0: at you in the eye. They don't talk to you. They don't say hi. They don't like if you run almost into them, then they'll pay attention. But that's it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, if I'm, you get I'm,
1: in their way, yeah. then they'll stop. Then they'll be to like, yelling. "Look,
0: <laughs> this is not nice time." <laughs> but I, I'm in Colorado. I've had so many people just they they're ahead of me and they'll open the door. And they'll look me right in the face and say, Hey, how are you doing? Hmm. I'm like, Are you okay?
3: <laughs> like, are you gonna right kill me?
0: Are you serious? <laughs> Do you want me to put the couch in your van for you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not used to people being nice. I did an experiment yeah. on, the, on the trails here in, in this little town uh, mm. a couple years ago. I was like, I'm gonna say hi to everybody that I come across. Mm. And that trail's busy.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: One person said hi.
2: Dang. They were probably like, what That was heart? like
0: one out of 20.
2: <laughs> Dang.
0: <laughs> one out of 20. Well,
2: and I think like in people's mind, they just make this excuse of like, well, if I'm not as bad as, I'm not as bad as so-and-so, therefore I don't need to grow anymore because I can find someone else to compare myself to right. and better myself against. And that is like, don't we all do that? Like we give an excuse for growth just because we see someone else doing worse. And so we're like, well, if we're doing better than that person, we're doing all right. But when, it's like, doesn't mean there's no room to grow. <laughs> well, and
0: if that's the case, then maybe you should be entering into the suffering with them. Mm, if you're yeah. in a great spot. Yeah. It's maybe it's time to like stand beside somebody. Yeah.
2: Maybe it's time to step on their, to their level Yeah, and understand why that's the, re- but it's like, yeah, like you said, people just aren't willing to be interrupted. If they're on, yeah. if they're climbing, no one's getting in their way.
3: Yeah. But
2: it's like, what kind of society does that leave us with? What kind of people? Because we America. Don't, at the end, we're not bettering each other. We're not yeah. better. And everyone's all for their own agenda and for their own prospering. And it's like, man, like, what would? What if our New Year's resolution was just to like understand people better, to understand our neighbor better, to take one person that we had in our life that we didn't quite get the why they had the beliefs the, that they did or why they acted the way they did. And we just sought to know and understand them better.
0: Yeah. How just cool would that be? Just enter into community. Yeah. It's not, not your belief system, Intimate not their community. belief system. Just yeah. enter, just start building a community. Yeah. that, And it doesn't even have to enter into the same beliefs. Like I have so right. many friends that are that have walked away from Christianity, that are Christian, that are not Christian, that are agnostic, that are atheist. I mean, and I love all of them. Yeah. Uh, no, their, yeah. their belief system doesn't hinder my belief system. No, yeah. Nor does it, it make me dislike them or judge them anymore.
2: Yeah. And it's just cool. Like, I mean, me and you are an example of that. Like, we yeah. don't have the same exact no. beliefs. No. But it's like we care about each other as people and are because of that are willing to sit across a table and talk without hurting one another right just openly because we're willing to understand or seek understanding from the other person and it's like truthfully i i like i used to be super into apologetics and all that and i will not i don't think i'll ever believe that that's ever the way again.
0: I don't know what that is, but I ain't apologizing for nothing.
2: Well, I mean, it's just all about debate. It's just (laughs) all about like, let me fight you into admitting I'm right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, after just traveling the globe and just talking to people and them like being curious about what I had to say because they've seen me live it out, I I don't think I'll ever fully believe that apologetics is the way to a better society no. to like, cause it's like, I want like, a goal is of mine is to share my faith because I believe it's good news. And I want, because I care about people, I want to share that hope, that good news right. with them. I don't so. do it out of like, I need to get a count of convictions. It's like, I genuinely want you to know why I have so much hope and joy. And this is why, but I'm also not going to force it on you. Right. But it's like people will naturally want to know when they see you live it out and that goes for anything i think if you're just like a person that's genuinely content people will be like why are you like not striving like me why are you not why don't things upset you like they upset me like they'll want to know like just any good basic principle like if you're exercising it people are gonna want to like if you're good at exercising people will be like why are you so disciplined how do you get so disciplined it's like You living it out is what attracts people to it because they know that if you can walk it, like, then you you they want to hear you talk it.
0: (laughs) Well, I I do. Like, I I had you know, I have this kind of uh, distaste for. uh, Well, I used to have a a pretty heavy, healthy distaste for Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I have friends that well, you being one of those that that live out their faith system. Mm. And I have so much respect for that. I can't, how can you knock something like that? It doesn't matter if it's true or untrue or it doesn't agree with you or doesn't, you know, they're living out something that's supposed to be beautiful and they're beautiful people. Mm. And and you know, they're ridiculed for their faith because of the representation that, that some people know, but Again, it goes back to I think what you said earlier, and that's it's it's just one person, yeah. And it's they're acting out individually. Maybe you said that.
2: Maybe I don't know. I mean, that might have been my lunch. (laughs) That could have been. I'm like, I don't think I said those exact words. So I'm like,
0: I think it was at lunch. Where I'm at odds with my equipment at the moment. It's not making me very happy. Oh well. It's not cooperating. Which means God's not cooperating. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> we had a big talk about it today.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Like, if you want this shit done, you got to oh, show my up. word. Because yeah. I don't really give a shit.
3: No, yeah. But. Oh, man.
0: So and this is the response I get. A bunch of static. <laughs> a
2: bunch of static. So, oh, man. But, yeah.
0: So there's a... I want to go back a little bit and I don't know what the statement was, but I do want to, how do you justify somebody who's not had the opportunity to experience this? We're 2000 years into this little Jesus thing and, and you know, several thousand years into Judaic um, practice. And you know, the point was to spread the word and show people life. But, So many people have I mean for thousands of years have not heard about this have not don't know this quote-unquote good news and How does how does that play out if God knew them before?
2: Like How, how can God know someone without them knowing him?
0: No, not How are they supposed to experience? The joy, uh, and beauty—like I find a beauty in my faith—I mm-hmm. never have before, until recently. But, um, I do find it very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's taken me a lot of time to get there. But how? How do you? Maybe I'm just not asking the question right.
2: No, I think I understand. Like, kind of what you're um saying. Like, how is it that some people get the opportunity to know about Him and others don't?
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm
2: yeah well, and i I would argue that a rat like there's a lot more people who know about him than you and I would think, like I think that there's this assumption that there's such a large unreached people group but and there will always be, I mean, there is an unreached people group, don't get me wrong, but I think... is
0: it as large as what we think?
2: Right. Because when I, when when we were traveling, we kept hearing about all these crazy movements that were happening in the thick of like the Middle East where some of the most radical like anti-Christian movements were happening. And it's like where persecution was the strongest, the church was also the strongest. And it Mm -hmm. was just like we were hearing these stories about people who had trekked to the furthest corner of their country just with like Bibles in their hands, spreading the news. And so, and then for all the lack of what we can do as people, then you have God who shows up in dreams and just in crazy ways. Like, I mean, this isn't anything recent, but like even just how he spoke to Paul through the donkey's mouth, it's like, God makes a way. That was Shrek. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> shrek was inspired from paul paul was <laughs> the, shrek. i never even thought of that actually but that's hilarious
0: <laughs> paul was an ogre
2: i will never be able to watch Trek the same <laughs> but um yeah like it's just and i think god was eddie murphy and god was eddie murphy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but, like, I just think that there are things happening that we have no idea, like, the the expanse it's gotten to. And I think that's what really – the more you travel, the more you know, like, and the more you, like, read, um, like, different things like Voice of the Martyr, Samaritan's Purse, like, just those kind of magazines where people are really in the thick of it and they see the changes happening – I mean, like it's making a way. That's all I can say is that it's making its way. And some people don't believe that the Lord will come back until every ear has heard. You know?
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I don't and know where the I'd, proof I'd, of that is. But I don't either. I I just listened to a book. It's called the the Return of the Gods, and I can't remember the.
2: Oh, I remember someone talking about this. It oh, might have been you. Gosh, it was me. Like
0: <laughs> it. It's amazing yeah it's basically just a uh, spiritual timeline of yeah. uh demonic principles and old gods and the return of those gods and and significant um uh landmarks timeframes that coincide with ancient mm-hmm. um worship yeah so right. it, yeah it's it's really incredible it's a I mean if if you're Christian based at all, it would be a great book to to really consider reading. If you're spiritually based and you understand old gods, it's really a good book to mm-hmm. read. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to read it. It's it'll it'll definitely change your perspective on on end times and what is happening just in America.
2: Yeah. But all I can say is that I know like, I can no longer be ignorant to know that it's not, it is on the move. Like, it is spreading and it is causing a, such an impact in some of the most isolated places and some of the most persecuted and war ridden places. And I think knowing that and hearing the stories is what really gives me the charge that I have no excuse here in my comfortable America. My in my comfortable church where we have a building and we can lift our hands and we can get <laughs> into the mood and close our eyes because we have no fear of a bomb. I'm like, <laughs> any moment that could all disappear. Well, and, yeah,
0: we're on the cusp of it. I, I think. Yeah. And, uh Just, just yeah. government and. Yeah. Uh, financially, I think America's on the cusp of not doing very good.
2: I think it's all about to get very real for us all over the world. Like if you have faith, you're going to have to start fighting for it because I believe in no time at all, we're all going to be like, whether it is socially, physically, and literally, we're all going to have guns to our heads with
0: it's already happening. Well, exactly. Politically, it's already happening. Yeah. I it's... mean, that's, that's COVID 101 right there. They, they did something. You couldn't travel without. They took our freedom. Yeah. You couldn't travel without getting this stupid shot. Yeah. And I'm a traveler, so I have to get the shot
3: mm-hmm.
0: if I want to go anywhere. I'm yeah. cornered. If I want to go anywhere in the, the world, I have to get this stupid shot.
2: Yeah. And now you don't even need it.
0: <laughs> and now you don't need it because it didn't work. And since yeah. 1999, it, it didn't work. Yeah. And they knew it didn't work. And they've been testing this for for many years. This was a whole I think it was a whole ploy to get see what America would do and what they did was they They it wasn't real. So now we're lied to
2: Yeah, and
0: who's gonna trust you now? Yeah, like America's not trustworthy.
2: No, I don't think well people in general like it's well, it's hard to believe people in general are trustworthy at all but especially people with power
0: people with power like and Americans think they have power. <laughs> Even with a little bit of money, they have oh, more than yeah. most of the world. Oh,
2: for sure. For sure. And it's crazy to think how much, like a person living in the 05 which, of Fort Wayne, which is considered the hood and not a great neighborhood, how much richer. Like they're a millionaire oh, yeah. in the eyes of so much of the world. Yeah. And it's like, man, like yeah, how much power we really do have, it's kind of scary.
0: Well, and that's, thats I was going to go back to suffering. Um, suffering in America is very different than the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced that. You've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Now, I've not been to Skid Row, but I've I've seen plenty of interviews and pictures that I could have a, a fairly good idea of what that's like. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the other day I was watching, and I'm like, well, that's probably what Sodom and Gomorrah was like. Mm -hmm. like there's sex and murder and it's pretty lawless and you can because and it's mental like the the mental health down there is unbelievable it's just out of control and we just keep littering our streets with it through through this capitalist mentality and Mm -hmm. this lack of community um which is why we're in a detriment mental health wise too
3: yeah,
2: I think it's interesting that mental health in America seems to be what plagues us oh, more than almost anywhere because it's, it's like in other countries deeper deeper. Yeah, in other countries people don't really they can't really afford to focus on their mental
0: health. <laughs> right
2: Because they're too right. worried about eating. Eating. They're too and, worried yeah. about not being naked and having a roof over their heads. And now this is not to degrade like the mental health crisis in America, but it it, it does speak volumes as to like why it's almost like we have nothing else to worry about and so our minds then create problems within themselves yeah. it's like we're just problematic species we just need problems
0: well i it's like it's like a snowball effect um i i don't know this for a fact but i would imagine that we have more access to any kind of drug that we want oh yeah probably. and and it's affordable even for the homeless Mm, yeah i mean it's a it's affordable for the homeless and that's what you see on all these interviews like okay you're drinking liquor you're smoking weed smoking meth shooting heroin you have to have money from somewhere
2: oh yeah well i think that's what's so sad is that you see people take what money they can get and they that's what they spend it on or they steal from their families. They break relationships to get that money to get their fix. And that's like why you see drugs being such a di- disruptive, something that just strips everything away because everything then becomes centered on that fix and it doesn't matter what it takes to get it.
0: I know, but it still requires money even I if know. you give yourself away uh, because that's really all you have left is your sexuality or, or your body. Yeah. So once you give that away, you can only do that so many times, yeah. Before you get something seriously a disease mm-hmm. uh, that's that's irreversible, yeah. And then the lifestyle is just horrific, yeah. I mean, it just destroys yeah. people mentally, and I think that's where we're different from the rest of the world. Like, so when I went to Spain, there was this. Um, everywhere I went, the homeless were. Maimed in in some way, They, you know mm-hmm. legless or or born with with crooked feet and they couldn't yeah. walk or uh, atrophy or paralyzed mm-hmm. or didn't have a leg. Um, That's
2: a lot of Guatemala too.
0: Is it yeah? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily mental health. Maybe mental health followed that. Mm-hmm. But but the other thing that was the other beautiful thing, the community took care of those people. Yeah, like the Catholic did. Church was very adamant about. You can sit out in front of our church and. Beg for money. Yeah. And if you don't have enough, we got a bed. Yeah. And if it's not enough, we got food. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you know, they put them out there so right. they could be part of society also.
2: Yeah. yeah. That is an interesting contrast because, yeah, if you drive down the street, you'll just see a relatively normal looking, usually male, yes. middle-aged person standing with a sign saying, I'm homeless, I need help. But then you see behind them Taco Bell's hiring 20 bucks an hour. Right. And you're like, why don't you just turn the other way and walk on over there? But then it's like they can't because there's something most likely mentally preventing them from being able to hold a job. And so, yeah, that is an interesting contrast of we do have such a – there's such a crisis here in America with the mental health and the homeless and just drugs and – it's but I, I guess I, I you wonder what comes first, like the mental health problem or the drug. Like did did having mental deficiency lead to people seeking out drugs or did somehow people wind up with drugs and then that led to a mental deficiency? I don't know. I guess it's different for everyone.
0: Yeah, and it probably is. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. Um, tweaking. It, I just I know it's different um i don't know like as i watch these interviews with people and even the interviews i do um i experience a lot of uh sadness and if i if i consume myself too much uh disgust with my faith i experience a, some disgust there um which i think is understandable because i don't understand suffering i don't even though i've suffered my whole life well i don't understand why Mm -hmm. i don't understand why that i don't understand parents actually um even my own parenting i mean i know what happened but um how how do you how do you beat a kid how do you sexually abuse a child how do you why would you tell them you don't want them? Why would like, I just can't wrap my head around this. Why as damaged as I am and the, the environment that I grew up in, I want, I want to, I don't want to transfer that. And even though I have in certain ways, I'm always working to not transfer that. And some people, they just work. They just don't care. Mm -hmm. They really just don't care. Yeah. And they transfer it willingly and gladly. Yeah. And you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just heard a girl, it was the same damn thing as my mom. Same thing. I'm like, why?
3: Yeah.
2: Why? It's pretty crazy to know like how many, when it's like, you just see all the, the kids in need of foster homes, all the broken homes, like oh even the amount of like divorce and like all that, that's gone up. It's like, why? Like what's taken such a turn that the numbers are this high now? And, yeah, it's it's pretty scary.
0: Well, and that it goes back to my earlier statement, I think we've gotten severely away from community. Yeah. And community is your foundation of what holds you stable when things go mm-hmm. wrong. We there's no nobody has a support system anymore. Yeah. And if you do, yeah. you're lucky.
2: Yeah. And you know why I think maybe part has to play into that is that people aren't willing to stand still in one place to put roots down to really surround themselves with community and like i that's my problem too like i'm always anxious of like where can i get to next like oh okay i just moved into a house and i don't know if i really like fort Wayne. maybe i want to move to michigan maybe i'm like why am i like this (laughs) right i'm like because really sitting sinking down somewhere and getting into a job that maybe you don't love but It will sustain you. It will be consistent. And going to, in my case, like going to a church where I can like have people get to know me and pour into me and like check in on me and like being near to my family. Like I completely agree with you. Like I think that community is a very lost term. We just, we don't care about it anymore. It's like, what can community get me? Well, it will get you stability for one. And it'll it, get
0: you food and it'll get you rest and well, it'll get you a it, warm place if you need it.
2: And I think people are scared of community because it also can get you accountability. Right. And we don't want to be held accountable to anything. No. We don't want people to get too close.
3: Yeah. And
2: it's like, well, like accountability is part of growth. and It's part of that challenge to our intrusive thoughts. Like part of that, like I just like, and this is. A subject that's touchy i'm sure but like pornography like i think there's so many porn addicts who don't want to be porn addicts but they are because they never told anyone right it's like no. you have to put it into the light because when it when anything whatever it is lying infidelity whatever it is that you're wrestling with whenever suicide it's crime, suicide <laughs> whenever like you're doing now bring it into the light it will lose its power because it you're able to expose it and rip it apart. But people are afraid to do that with their demons. They're afraid yeah. to do that with what they're wrestling with. And that's why we have, we are breeding brokenness because yeah, we're, we don't have community that's willing to get dirty anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, they're, everybody's protecting themselves and trying mm-hmm. to get this positive, all these positive mentality, yeah. which is great. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, but you can't stay protected if you've got it. Yeah.
2: No, for sure, 100%. There's
0: too many people suffering if, if you are a solid individual mm-hmm. that that need it. And most people aren't willing to enter into that yeah. because it messes with their chi. They don't know how to. Their chi, their know.
2: flow, their, their, their uh, oh, my. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people be like, I just can't. I just, I just can't. Like, boundaries. I just can't. And it's like, boundaries are important girl i'm not gonna lie boundaries are important but also you be setting up a whole lego brick house with how many boundaries you build (laughs) like you need you only maybe need half those boundaries like because at some point it comes from i'm building myself in so that no one can mess up like no one can have an impact on me no one can like tell me i'm wrong to like, okay, I've tried with this person and I've tried to get to like a healthy, but it's just not getting there. And now I'm going to put a boundary because like I still care about that person. And like we've fought to make it healthy, but it's just not. Right. And that's some parents even with their children and like children have to put boundaries up with their parents because their parents just don't know how to have <laughs> yeah. healthy relationships. But it's like just to not even try with someone like... And be like, I can't, I just can't. It's like, okay, yeah, well, Miss High and Mighty or Mr. High and Mighty, whoever is being high and mighty. I'm like,
0: <sighs> which, you know, I think there are times in life where you, you probably shouldn't like, yeah. if you're coming out of a trauma situation, you're trying to create peace in your life. Yeah. You probably need a couple years. Yeah. Don't stay there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to yeah. get back in the, the thick yeah. of it to, to number one, strengthen your own, uh, trauma. Mm. but and because you're facing it and mm-hmm. in, in many different ways and even in somebody else, but to help somebody else out of theirs,
2: people are worth it.
0: It's
2: yes. like people will always, I mean, and I know it's taken you a while to believe that or not well, a I, while. My but... mind
0: went, but I'm not. No,
2: <laughs> Stop. Talk, talk, talk. Maybe I'm not people.
3: <laughs> no, but but, that, no, that's
0: the, no,
2: but I, I've, they are like, and like, see, you don't believe you're worth it, but I, as your friend, believe you're worth it. And right. it's like other people who love you believe you're worth it. And then, so, I mean, even if we don't believe it for ourselves, like,
0: well, that's we, what I'm saying. I like, I, I have to believe you mm-hmm. that I'm worth it. Yeah. Which I, is a hard thing. <laughs> but, but hopefully that will eventually transfer into the manifestation that I am worth it. Mm. Yeah, like you know, I, I'll I'll believe that, and I think that is what is happening.
2: Yeah, it's become a popular word: manifest.
0: Manifest. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I've heard a lot of people say that lately, and I'm like, oh. "What do you mean by manifest?" But yeah. I've learned it's just like, yeah, saying something until it's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what was it? Um, absorb it. It was oh, one of the inter one of my interviews. She she had said something similar to that, but I really liked. The way she said it, I can't remember. You'll have to listen to the other interview. I
2: will. Yeah. Do you remember who it was? (laughs) Yeah, it was Kara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was on the what is it? Oh, cancer, suicide, and the fight for life is the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's Kara.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like I think metabolize. Oh,
0: metabolize it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like ingest it. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was told when I was in Guatemala and I was listening to a guy who had lived in the Middle East. He was like, When I read the word, I don't just read it. He's like, I eat it. He's mm. like, I take it and I like ingest the word. Rip
0: the pages out. let like chompy ingest, chompy.
2: Shove it in your know. But it's like he was truly like he was like, I don't care about reading a lot or how much I read. He's like, I just care about whatever I do read that I'm really like Communing with the holy spirit in that moment like i'm i'm praying what do you want to show me with this because i believe all your word is living and breathing so i don't just want to read it because i want to gain life from it and like when just like when you eat and you gain energy and life i want to be eating your word lord and so i was like that's an interesting approach and so i've been i've been trying to instead of opening up to where i have my little tab saved and be like okay i need to read a chapter and i need to read a chapter i'm like okay who cares if i read a chapter maybe i just read a few verses but i want to ingest it i want to eat it and i think whether you're eating the word of god or eating up like pot self-affirming proverbs of some other nomad or guru or whatever it is that you're ingesting. Make it positive. Make it life giving. Right. Yeah, because it's gonna change your perspective, like perspective, not just of yourself but of the world around you. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be good.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. There's. I was gonna say I disagree and agree, but I, I don't, um, disagree. It. I've ingested a lot of books over the years, even the Bible and. Counseling and all that stuff, and it really has come to fruition slowly,
3: Mm.
0: but more predominantly, even recently. So, all those things that I've been doing for years are just now starting to shine through. It's
2: not always immediate, which is what's rough.
0: Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is since I was 18 years old, I've been doing this, like intentionally trying to better who I am and not live out what my parents were, mostly my mom. Right. Um, And the unfortunate thing is I did become part of that. Mm -hmm. I did transfer uh, some of that, especially the anger and the rage and, and I know where it came from, but getting rid of anger is a whole different story.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: You can't just pray it away. You can't just talk yourself out of it. You can't just read a book and it's gone mm-hmm. and you can't just do simple exercises and it's okay. You I have mean,
2: to really wrestle with that. Like
0: anger is a, it's a horrific, horrific thing that, I mean, it took everything from me. Um, it's, it's much like alcoholism mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, like alcohol will and drugs will, will take everything from you and that's exactly what rage did for me.
3: Yeah.
2: I deal with anger on a on I would assume a, a little bit of a smaller scale, but I deal with I should call it irritability. People can irritate me like so quickly, too quickly. Mm. Over any dumb little thing. And it's so sad to watch myself quickly shift from A happy kind caring person to get out of my face I don't even want to be around you because you're just (laughs) annoying me that much and I'm like that is so distraught Like it's so destructive. and I'm like why do I not have a handle on this and I may never but it's like It's something that I have to wake up and every day before I even feel the emotion. I have to like Tap into okay. I'm gonna struggle with this today. How am I gonna respond? It's like I have to prepare myself to go to battle with that emotion, with that part of myself. Yep. Because I encounter it when I'm not expecting it. And if I encounter it when I'm not expecting it, I'm going to hurt somebody right. and I'm going to hurt myself. And so if I can somehow prepare myself for what I'm going to feel, maybe not even that day, but like later that week, it and just continue to wake up and be like, okay, like how am I going to face this when it comes? How am I going to talk myself down? Like it does help. But I hate having that I hate that part of myself. It's like that little that little devil on my shoulder that just wants to get Burst into flames over every dumb thing and i'm like That's not even worth it. Like it's not (laughs) It's not worth it. Why am I so upset? So we all have our we all have something
0: but but isn't that the isn't that Because I do the same thing with my anger. I mean I I wake up i'm like like yesterday, it started, and I'm like, this better not continue. And it's continued through today. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, what What do I need? I just treat, even though I'm angry, I'm still treating people really well. Mm-hmm. Because I know that's going to be the end result. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going to get me out of this negative process that I'm in. And it's usually coming up on travel days. Travel days are hard, so. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting packed and, and loaded and destination and the in-between and I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's, that... it's hard. Um, so I get frustrated pretty easy because I generally forget something mm-hmm. or I can't find something or i it's just a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Or that's I've left something back where I'm living and thought I brought it with me. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So it's, yeah, it's, but that's, I think I, I consciously, um, like the other day it was new year's day. And typical Midwesterners, they don't look at you and they don't acknowledge you and they definitely don't say Happy New Year. So, so I'm in the store and I'm just like, I just need to just make somebody's day. Like this is what's going to help me today. I just want to make somebody smile. That's very easy to do if you smile at somebody and say Hi. That's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I, don't this, know. I, I do That's all I mean. did
0: with this this man was walking by me. I was like, hey, how are you doing? he's like, good. How are you? I was like, happy new year. He's like, happy new year. <laughs> he like, oh. got excited. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, you're not all bad. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> you're so in, so you're in your 70s, though, so you've got to figure it out. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, that's the thing. It's like there's so much darkness, but then it's like there's those moments of light where it's like, humanity man it's like we're unlike anything else like we are the biggest force of evil but also the biggest force of what's beautiful in this world
0: well yeah it's the, it's i think that's what i was trying to say just a second ago but i said earlier i'm walking in the darkness and the light yeah. simultaneously yeah. and i think that's okay i'm also walking in contradiction yeah well don't like, agree with that
2: how how is that <laughs> no i'm saying like i can see how contradiction it's a part of all of us to a degree yeah like i feel that when you say that cuz i've experienced that for myself but how does that look for you like when you say that what do uh, the you the
0: biggest thing is i'm doing a podcast and going to take my life I'm, is I'm doing a, big a podcast contra- to yeah. save lives and i'm going to take mine. that is a big contradiction it's a huge contradiction yeah um but there's reasons for it mm. and there's you know there's um and not all the reasons are good and not all are valid and, but I think I'm walking, I am simultaneously walking in the darkness and the light all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've just accepted that. And it's just made, maybe it's just a choice of what I'm, how I'm going to react to life while I'm walking in that. Mm-hmm. So am I going to react poorly or am I going to react and try to help somebody smile today? And that's the, mm-hmm. that's the, the difference. But, So I get to experience, uh, this joy Mm -hmm. or this frustration, depending on my reaction to the outside world and myself. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: It's really interesting. I've never been really in that position before, so. That is interesting. The darkness has always had its, its way with me, per se.
3: Not today.
0: Not in a good way either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. Yeah. Pulp fiction.
2: No. Yeah. It's an it's an interesting like and I'll never fully understand you because I'm not you and I don't feel the things you feel or see things the way you do. So it's just interesting to hear like where your mind takes you and what you what your daily struggle looks like. As we all have one. It's just different for all of us.
0: Yeah, so um I'm kind of doing this backwards, but why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you grew up and kind of where you came from and... and
2: Where that's led me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, born into ideal white mother, father, household, um, well-off family, Big family, so very community-oriented, very much, almost too many people in in your business. (laughs) Or some people don't have, like, enough. I had too many, too nosy grandmas and all the nosy cousins, (laughs) and I was like, okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, young, I remember young life being pretty good for the most part I remember I was very obnoxious child I don't know why I think I just I had a lot of energy and I just had a lot of enthusiasm and I wanted people to know it and so yeah I do remember I think the darkest parts about my childhood were probably being afraid of my dad Um, He also has struggled with anger a lot in his life. Just reacting to things in a very emotionally strong way that wasn't necessary. Um, And just so I think as far as like when I have negative thoughts, it's usually from my childhood. It's usually from being afraid of my dad or just feeling like I did something so wrong when really I didn't. I'm a kid. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to drop things. I'm going to like get into things but it's like feeling like i was just not like i was just condemned for like really (laughs) minuscule things like okay um but yeah and then you know high school just went through super big rebellion phase like not really and i and it was in a certain way because high school i was like super good kid like played sports was like involved like didn't drink or do drugs or any or like i did all the on paper then the good kid stuff i went to church i was super involved in youth group and i loved my church and i love and i had a strong faith but i hated my parents like my out external actions were looking good but my heart was bitter and disgusting and it was like i why do you think that was i think that a lot of it was struggle for power and control. I hated being told what to do. I hated being told no. Like, when I wanted something, like, if I felt like I was entitled to it and my parents denied me of that and didn't give me a reason, it just made me so angry at them. Like, my mom did that to me all the time where she would be like, no, I won't let you. And I'd be like, can you tell me why? She'd be like, no, I don't need to. I'm your mom. I get to say no whenever I want. Mm. And I hated that. It felt like I was being, like like the authority was being abused like right, it was right. like what what makes you think that you just get a control that for me so very like uh fairness and justice oriented when i was younger and i in my in my high school years i had a big heart for like human trafficking prevention i still do and I think that's because like just the way I'm designed, the way I'm wired is to I hate oppression. Like if I feel like someone's being oppressed against their will, being forced into anything, that just drives me nuts. It's the one thing that just gets grinds my gears more than anything else. And I think as a as a teenager, feeling denied and quote unquote oppressed by my parents for minuscule things, it made me so angry because I was like, this manifests itself in the world in greater ways. And here my own parents are in my house doing it in smaller ways, but it's still like the principles the same, like just taking just because they can like, you know, just as a hormonal teenager, just like everything was made a big deal. But yeah, I mean, had good, good high school years, good friends was just though a very angry individual um, because of my parents and tried to run away, I think a couple times, but didn't quite make it past the neighbor's field because then I was like, what am I doing? Like, where am I gonna go? <laughs> like, am I gonna go beg on the streets? Like, I don't know what to do with myself. So just, yeah, had emotional blowups. I remember one time I, I was a pretty good artist. I still can be when I practice, but I drew a self portrait of myself in art class and it was very well done. And I brought it home and like everyone admired it and one night after a fight with my mom I went up to my room I took that self-portrait and I just drew on it in red ink like all these like all the hate that I had I just wrote it out onto that portrait because and I wasn't angry at myself but I needed to I needed to punch a bag. I need to scream into a pillow. That was my outlet. Like, I was just writing hateful things towards my mother, but on my self-portrait. And then I...
0: uh, It kind of makes sense to me, actually.
2: Yeah, maybe. But, so, anyway, I do that. It's the things
0: you absorb.
2: Yeah. And so, I do that, and I roll it back up, and I put it in my closet, and, and that helped get my emotions out. Well, months later, my mom gets... Was looking in my room, finds that portrait, finds all the things I wrote and instead of talking to me about it anything she gets so angry at me and tells me I need to cover those things up with the cross I need to paint colors on them and I need to write nice things because that's that's what logically makes sense to just like make it all go away in a hormonal teenager, just cover it up with right. nice things. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, let's not talk about the issue. Let's not address it. Let's just, and I don't know if she thought it, I don't even know if she thought like I could have been suicidal. I don't know because she didn't realize that those words were meant for her. Right. Like, cause they were on my portrait. And so right. I think she right. may have thought, Oh, Trissa hates herself. I'm like, no, I hate you. <laughs> right. But this is so, Yeah, that's just an interesting side story. But I built a better relationship with my parents in college because I was able to get some distance. Okay. And I think that helps everyone, you know, whenever you have that. And – Still didn't really want to be around them. I always had to give myself a mental prep talk when I went home because I just knew that there would be things they said that would trigger me and it would just turn into a fight and I would want to leave immediately. So college kind of became my safe haven where I could really have the freedom to explore like my thoughts and like my ch- and challenge the things that I had grown up being told. Um, and yeah, that led me down some pretty interesting paths I start where I met you actually where I started working Cerulean Mm -hmm. worked there for four almost five years in college and became a person that I didn't like in that time and I it's because I rejected accountability I kind of pushed away the people who Mm would challenge what I was trying or experimenting on because I had never gotten the freedom to experiment or try these things before. And so I wanted to just because I could. And it wasn't, it didn't get me anywhere. And it turned out that, you know, everything I'd been told about those things was true, but I still needed to discover that for myself. Yeah. And so, yeah, college kind of walked away I didn't walk away from my faith, but I definitely was not behaving in a manner worthy to be hold the title of Christian. Like I didn't care about sanctification or holiness or any of that. And I lost like, you know, caring about reading scripture, praying. Like I was like, "Eh, who cares? And so, yeah, then um, always had a desire to go in the world race, which is a year long journey to several different countries where you basically serve that those people because even though i didn't really i kind of let god go i didn't my heart for justice never left i always i still was like i want to get involved with helping people somehow
0: yeah i've always felt the same way yeah isn't and that it's, weird
2: it is weird it's like where did that come from and so i think whenever i started getting back in tune with because i did some things that were very self-destructive and that made me kind of hit a rock bottom in a sense where I'm like I don't want this for myself I want better things and when I hit that point is when I reached back out tried to reconnect with family old friends got back into the word got back into prayer even though I felt so shameful I was like who am I to be returning to this felt like a, the prodigal woman, you know, like I was like, I don't, I've just been sleeping with the pigs for the past, like three years. And who am I? But I'm like, but you know, they say, if, if you are who I believe you to be, and if you are who people say you are, which is a God of grace and mercy, then you'll want me back. And Mm -hmm. he did. And he showed me that because of how much he revealed to me and wrecked me whenever, because I, then I went left for the world race, which was a big step, because um, I didn't really feel like I was worthy to be a missionary after everything I had just stepped out of. I didn't even know that's what I was doing. But that is what it, in essence, mm. was. It yeah. was, I was literally leaving it all behind for the sake of serving the world like Christ did, and that's what a missionary is. And so I did the thing, I did that and I that I my life got completely changed. And my perspective, how I see people, what I want out of life completely changed. And so that was I think the biggest turning point for me. And so for me it wasn't the way I see it is not that I am who I am because of how I grew up or because of the resources I was given, but it's because I chose to say yes. To that hard decision to leave everything that I had known, my comfort zone, and chase after something that I felt was right to to go after and put myself through something that was so hard—the hardest thing I've ever done—but it was it changed me. And I the think,
0: the world race was hard.
2: Oh yeah. Was it L- living with twenty six strangers, f- being forced into a system like because the world race it was a system. There was a system yeah. to it. Yeah. Did not always agree with the system, but had to go along with the system for a year. Mm. Like, you had to, you know, call each other higher. And I was not a fan of that. Where we sat in a circle every day and told each other how we could look more like Jesus. And I was like, like, I believe in iron sharpening iron. I believe in bringing things up to one another. I don't believe in forcing it. Right. Because then you just get bitterness and, oh, look at look at me, like, I'm finding a flaw in all of you. That just means, like, I have such good insight. Like, people (laughs) would, that would cause competitiveness. And I could see the danger in that. So there was just a lot of things that were really hard for me to sit through. But, you know, the Lord really showed up.
0: Are you glad you did it?
2: I am 100% glad I did it. I don't, I think I would be, I I don't think I would have, um mentally spiritually matured the way I did had I not gone it was a it was hard and I questioned a lot of things about myself and the world around me in that it was a lot of new discovery but it it definitely was a good kind of challenging that's good kind of challenging you can walk away from being like well I'm so much more capable than I realized my faith is so much more durable than I realized it mm. was.
0: Isn't that something? That's a good word for that.
2: It was because I was like, I had fragile faith and then I walked out of that. Well, and I know earlier I was saying I was pretty faithless, but I meant that in a form of trust. Like I, right, right, right. I don't trust, but I do believe that after the things I've seen, my faith in essence has grown, has grown grit. Like it's grown callous. It can withstand a lot more than it used to be able to.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that with mine as well. Yeah, um, inadvertently, I, yeah. I, I had, didn't go seeking this,
2: no, but uh, that's the crazy but it, thing. But it, it, did,
0: it did show up. <laughs> well, I, sh- I say that, but I've been seeking it my whole life, yeah, and it finally it kind finally of speak through, yeah, it finally broke through the <laughs> very, very thick membrane, yeah, in my mind, yeah. Um, and it took a lot of years to do that, but. Mm-hmm. It, it's through willingness. It's through suffering. It's through uh, Uncomfortable With who you are.
3: mm
2: Yeah, you have to get really I mean I had to question Who I was so many times on that like is this right? Is this what I believe and even now like Reentering back to America. I had to Analyze okay, what part of me feels a little and this is a strong word but it's the only word I know how to use right now brainwashed from that system like what part of me feels like yeah. this is right just because I've been in it a repetitive motion for the past year? That's the
0: indoctrination process. Yeah, the
2: indoctrin. Yeah, what part of me feels indoctrinated, but this isn't like a genuine belief or value of mine? Right. It's just been indoctrinated. So I've had to fight through that. Like, yeah, it's a lot. I, I
0: struggle immensely with the indoctrination process, it's very um, offensive to me. Mm. and and I think I recognize it easier now than I did when I was younger, but, and it's probably because of language. It's the, the Christian language. Mm-hmm. But any indoctrination processes is difficult for me because I'm like, why are you trying to conform me to this when my skills can produce this? Yeah
2: because i think like when we hear indoctrination we only think of religion right but it's like the truth is is that indoctrination is in every yes thing. it's in your
0: job it's in your it's in, faith it's system in, it's in, our in politics, politics.
2: <laughs> yeah it's in like all these bandwagon movements yeah it's all like people like to think they're exempt i'm like sorry but you're yep. everyone's putting their faith in something everyone is indoctrinated into something but it's it's all who, are, who, what are you putting your faith in? Who right. are you putting your faith in? And who are you, are you willing to expose yourself to opposing things to really test to see if your theory, if your values, if your doctorate holds up whenever, like, push comes to shove is what you're saying going to, like, withhold against, like, logic and reality and, yeah, just the challenges that are out there. Because I think a lot of people... Kind of kid themselves, and they don't they don't ever put themselves out there to like see if it actually will crumble underneath them because they're afraid it will.
0: Right. Well, even your parents indoctrinate you into their own belief system and and, and what they think you should and shouldn't do, Mm -hmm. and how you should and shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now I'm now I'm a teenager or an adult, and what's true for me Mm -hmm. because at some point you got to start making decisions for yourself, and that usually happens in your teens, but. It's like what part of this is me and what part of this is not who I want to be.
2: All right, and so it's not that indoctrination in essence is wrong because I do think that there's good things about sharing our beliefs and our ideas, oh, yeah, and for like sure. it's just when that becomes the only
0: when that becomes the judgment system, mm-hmm.
2: or if it only comes from one source.
0: Yeah,
3: That's but when it gets but dangerous. even
0: that that system of. Uh, I think that's actually pretty good it it becomes that that system of judgment that you judge yourself against but actually how other people judge you against that Mm -hmm. And when you figure out who you are in that belief system now you can judge yourself against that Mm -hmm. But you don't judge yourself harshly. You're just like I don't want to watch porn anymore because it's it's not part of this thing for me Yeah, like it doesn't line up with this who I say I am Who I believe I am and I'm actually looking at this stuff yeah. and it's like well no i don't need to look at that stuff well, i can right. actually be who i want it well right who and i expect to be
2: people could say like because honestly if you watch porn you might be like like in the tv show friends porn was a celebrated thing like they watched right. it together it was a common thing and it still is like people have what is it called OnlyFans, and like all that yeah. kind of stuff and so it's like a you're not going to be condemned for that but if you actually look at the effect the reality the effect is that it's having on your brain you should you will quickly see that it is something that should be condemned by a mentally stable world would say that is hurting you yeah it's hurting people billions hurting in the industry it's creating a problem in the... Se- it's creating a con- high consumer basis in the sex trafficking industry.
3: Yes.
2: It should be condemned. However, we're mentally skewed and think... Let's it, celebrate it. Yeah, let's celebrate it because we're getting pleasure and self-instant gratification out of it. Screw what the long-term effects are. Screw how it's hurting this other these other populations that can't do anything about it. Right. Because it's about me. Yeah. And so that's where yeah it's just so that's where people won't put it up against the like they won't bring it out to the light because when push comes to shove your whole ideology that porn is somehow good and beneficial for you it's going to crumble against right. science and the facts that it's Well,
0: uh, you know i used to um <laughs> a friend of mine used to say it's a be- it's a single man's best friend and or what he used to say Oh, it's a single man's, it's God's gift to the single man. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what it was. And it's, it's actually not. <laughs> it's, it's actually, actually not. not. <laughs> um, no,
2: yeah. I'm passionate about that. If you couldn't tell, I was like getting a little fiery there because I've just seen.
0: Well, them. you know, I I've I've, there's interviews I'm watching. There's, there's, um, three or four that I've come across that were sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. And it's horrific. Yeah, horrific. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, what it does to somebody—it's a lifelong damage. Yeah, that they can't get away from, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what pedophilia does. It's 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 basically walking murder. Yeah, is what it is. You've just taken somebody's life. Yeah, and destroyed it while you get to go and get your little pleasure cruise. Yeah, I mean, it's it's horrible, horrible.
2: Yeah. It's, it's blood curdling to think what our evil is capable of, what our minds are capable oh of. Gosh. I'm like, I can't fathom the amount of darkness in that word that's in our minds, what we're capable of. What's in my mind? It's like, I'm afraid of my own mind. It's like, cause like you said, our hearts and our, de- like our true and in- desires, the desires that go surpass all. Are animalistic ones. Cause I feel like we have yes. different levels. We have yeah. the desires that our body wants, but that those aren't the desires necessarily we want. And at our core, yeah, like our body can take over our instinct, our animal instincts like, can take over our human ability to logic and reason and say no, because right. that's not healthy for me. And when you allow that unhealthy or that un- more I should call it unstable instinct to continue to, to you say yes to that time and time again, then that eventually is going to be what owns your logic and owns your reasoning is the impulse is the instant gratification yeah. and that's even happens with electronics Oh, <laughs> well, that
0: was good. The impulse actually is the the controlling factor of yeah. of that stuff so I, I I do like that that's um huh, that's interesting. So, I'm gonna ask you one more question, and then we're gonna close this up. Yeah. This may take another hour, but. (laughs) How um, long
2: have we been talking?
0: One forty-five. Okay. Um. So, knowing me, Mm -hmm. knowing my path, you've been one of my biggest supporters, financially and um, on social media. Mm -hmm. Um. And knowing. The path that I'm going down. What, what was your initial response to that? What, it it still stands true today, but it seems like, but what what was your initial response to me? Do you know where I'm going with this?
2: Like when I looked you in your eye and I told you God's not going to let you die. No,
0: (laughs) I know that was your initial response. I know
2: that's why I was like, is that what you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? Um,
0: Oh, just because one of the things that, well, it's kind of a twofold here. So I had friends that walked away that were Christian oh, okay. that told me I was going to hell, mm-hmm. told me I was a coward, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. You did not do that. And another friend of mine who was actually my my friend and pastor for thirty years yeah. did not do that. They, mm-hmm. you know, both the responses were. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you you have a different belief system behind it, and that's you don't think it's gonna you know, God's going to show up and that's not going to happen. And that I, I, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, his was, I don't know if that's, if this is going to come to fruition, but if it does, I just want to walk beside you. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty much your kind of response.
2: Yeah, so you want me to, like, rehash what my thoughts were in that moment like when you told me? Well, I... Because
0: you're what? You're I'm I'm 24. 24.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I will say, like, I've never really had someone in my life that was so openly suicidal or, like, was open with me about it, if that Mm. makes sense. Yeah. Like, I've never... This is a new subject to me. I don't really... I'm not super educated on... Um, like,
0: well, that's what makes your response so curious.
2: Yeah. I don't really know, but I think, so I had, you were one of the first people I had met with after coming off the race. And so that response was one of the first things that I encountered being back in America. And I think just after I think what helped my response from being so shocked or just like from being you know I don't know reacting negatively is that I it 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 resonated with things that I had heard people say overseas or what I had felt from people like that that level of just like pain and like I don't get the point of like what all this is it's like I've talked to people about this. Like I, I get it. Like you're not the only one. And so for me, I didn't want to react like, Oh my gosh, this is such a shocker. You're the only, how dare you rank? Because I'm like, <laughs> the, the truth is, is a lot of people wrestle with the feelings, maybe not to the extreme you do, or maybe to a more extreme, but of just like, what? Like, I don't see a conceivable like end. And so therefore like, what's the point? And I'm like, like I get it. Like I can like I don't personally like view life that way, but I have run into so many people who do. And so I just wanted to know more, honestly. Um and yeah, I, like I told you I I had a very strong peace. Like I feel like I was physically not allowed to freak out because I just didn't feel like this was the end for you, and that's why it, here we are. I don't know how many months ago that was. It I feels was almost like Almost six. six. Well, it was about
0: f- five months now. Yeah.
2: Well, and in I would say, and, may, and correct me if I'm wrong, in that moment, I think your intent was to end your life like pretty relatively soon after we had that conversation. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-mm.
2: Okay, I guess I didn't. I, I haven't
0: made it to, to that point.
2: Yeah. Right, and see, and I kind of, I didn't really know what all like it was going to entail for you. And, and I still like, of course, would love to believe and hope that God's not going to let you die. Like, I believe that you're, that he's showing up for a reason now that he has and all those things. And maybe, maybe it does all come to fruition. I don't know. Like, I'm alongside, I don't know. But I, what I do know is that I'm just, I was just grateful that you had told me and I was grateful that you had sought me out to say goodbye, as you had said. And I was like, all right, well, if this really is the last time I see you, then I'm not going to let this last time be a time of condemnation and like my ignorance of the subject and my ignorance of how you're feeling like ruin.
3: Hmm. Huh
2: the friendship because it's like the truth is is that i am ignorant to like the feeling and like what and your circumstance because i don't feel those things so it's like right my own and i think people's ignorance and fear of like their uncertainty with the subject leads them to lash out leads them to fearful responses because they just don't know how else to handle it but it's like just ask questions
0: (laughs) but you know a lot of people can't have the conversation
2: yeah because it's it's hard because then they have to like they have to sit with discomfort or uncomfortable emotions and they
0: might have to actually look at themselves,
2: yeah, yeah, maybe, and that might be because I mean, I think that there's a lot of people who have thoughts of like, is this worth it like for me, it's never like for me, it's more taken the form of like if I were to die, like if someone were to kill me, I wouldn't really care. Right. It's not like I want to go kill myself. It's more like I don't really care if like this all ends tomorrow because like I've grown apathetic to my fleshly self and to this existence because I know it's limited. And I'm like, what's the point of putting so much stock in something so finite, you know? But then I have to like realize that the reason I am getting off track here, but no, no. it's like, I, for me, it's like then I have to realize that the that there is rhyme or reason to why I'm here and that there is people to impact and that there is beauty to be found and joy to be had. And so it's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, I can't really explain to you why I respond the way I did. It just was the, nat- it just felt natural to just like feel like, Okay, never heard that one before. <laughs> Why is that?
0: <laughs> put that one on the chalkboard. Let's,
2: let's put that one on the chalk. I'm now. I have now officially come into contact with oh. that one, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, because that's just that was the last thing I thought I'd be talking about when I came back, and especially with you. I just because you always, from my perception, seemed like a happy. Like go lucky person, which you are like a yeah, happy yeah. go lucky person, but yeah. you didn't seem like you were having that internal, that deep of an internal struggle because oh, I yeah. guess we didn't get to that level of conversation. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't yeah.
0: understand that, that depth Yeah, that, that I have because they can't have the conversation. It's like, well, what are you feeling? Well, I feel like I want to die today. And then they shut off. That's like, no, you don't. No, actually, I do. Yeah, I
2: think. (laughs) They can't get
0: past the no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Well,
2: and I was talking about this with some, my trainer the other day, how I was like, to me, I'm like, there's so, the amount of people that are shallow, like they're not willing to like have a conversation that makes them think, that number has grown so much. And I'm yeah. like, to me, I'm like, if you're not willing to even give me the attention with of like five minutes, like you can't even talk to me for five minutes without distract. I got to, I got to go distract myself. Yeah. I got to, i then, I don't want to talk to you. Right. You're not <laughs> worth my time. Like n- you are worth my time, but eh. like, it's just like, kind of like. It's not
0: enjoyable. It's
2: not enjoyable. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, I'm having to fight for this more than, extensively than I should because you are Flippant to anything that is not just like easy, cruisy. Right. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. And that I can't be bothered with I that. I can't right be now. bothered. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what can bother you then? Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing. People are just like, it's like everyone's super apathetic to pro- like, everyone's just so easy to accept everything and so easy to be. But it's not like they're even really accepting it. They're just like choosing not to think about it. Yeah, it's it's a willful thing. willful ignorance. Is yeah, what it is. everyone. There's so much willful willful ignorance of like, oh, I don't really get this, but I'll just accept it to make nobody yeah. mad. Like it's like we're yeah. afraid of confrontation, but confrontation can healthy be a confronta- really healthy. Confront- yeah, healthy confrontation. confrontation can be a really edifying good thing, and it shows you who your real friends are. I and mean, oh, like, yeah. it's really. Yeah, I love it, but I know I'm a weird one out.
0: Yeah, I um, so, well, a friend of ours, uh, at least a friend of mine that we mutually know, mm-hmm. uh, and I've said this several times. She's like, when, and it's helped me a lot. And that's people have kind of walked away because of this path. They don't really understand it, and they can't have the conversation mm-hmm. with me, even though they've been close friends for for long periods of time. And yeah. I was really hurt over that for, I was angry. I was pissed, like angry, like, you know, two fingers in the yeah. in the air, just like yeah. fine, you know? And, and she was like, you know, the way I view that is that they've served their purpose and I've served my purpose in their life and they've served theirs in mine. And that's so like, because this these last moments these last few months or short conversations that I've had don't define the last thirty years they don't define the last twelve years mm-hmm. the last five they they were good relationships they were yeah. good people and i I am gonna miss them and I do love them and and it's okay that we they can't have the conversation and I feel I feel kind of bad because I would love to have a genuine goodbye but it's okay, yeah, like it is. it's just okay that it's they're not part of that. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't be part of it right now, yeah, and that's really powerful, I think it takes a lot of judgment out of it for me,
3: mm.
2: just to be able to like look past that momentary like dismissiveness yeah. and be like, okay, well, you couldn't handle the reality in that moment because you don't understand it, but you have loved me for however long I've known you, we've had, we've shared so many good memories and I'm not going to let this one moment take right. away from all of that.
0: It's, it's not the definition of the relationship. Yeah.
2: No, that's good. Yeah. I think we, that's just a really sweet perspective that I think if a lot of us like in our, in moments of anger, we're able to like step outside of that anger and like see the bigger picture, we would all have Like longer lasting relationships but i think like pride gets in the way and like just unwillingness to uh, apologize or say i'm sorry like not that you should have to apologize for speaking truth but in other situations where just pride and anger take over and people aren't willing to look past that moment right it's really a sad thing yeah um, I've done that and it's like, man, I don't, and that's why I hate my, uh, I- irritability part so much. Cause I'm like, oh, you've cost me things.
0: Yeah. But you recognize a problem and, th- and that's, what, I'm a big proponent. If you can recognize a problem, you can solve it. Yeah. Like, Amen. and so I think that's one of the most beautiful things that you can do is pay attention to who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you can recognize the, the discomfort mm-hmm. or the thing that's holding you back, then you can reroute you can redirect yourself you can or you can have somebody help you redirect yeah but you have to be willing to look at who you are
2: yeah that's good yeah Yeah. so
0: do you have any um closing advice statements anything you would like to tell the of world of suicides. <laughs> oh my god. My people? Well, well yeah. Can I mean, you can you set my people free? <laughs> <laughs> Moses. De-
2: I can definitely not do that. Only one person can do that. But um yeah, I mean, I'm just thankful that I got to be a part of this and like I said, it's crazy to think that I had no knowledge of this world of this like group of people that really struggle because I'm more on the side that struggles with a lot of anxiety, but I've never really struggled with depression, but so from, and also growing up, that was very dismissed. Like mental health wasn't a thing. You're just overreacting Mm -hmm. is what it was. So I think it's been such a blessing to be able to have, I don't even know why I get a voice in all this, but I've gotten one and I've gotten to hear your voice and all the people that you've brought into the light and have given them community that they may have been denied for most of their life. So I think it's just really cool to get to be a part of this movement for however long or short it may be. And yeah, I'm just, I just hope that people keep realizing that it's worth it to like pursue other people and to walk alongside them and because it doesn't just change the person you're pursuing it changes you it changes your perspective on what's worth it and what priorities are and what why we're here right Um, yeah because i mean yeah we weren't made to be alone but we often like self-isolate or self like willfully do that to ourselves (laughs) and it's like yes we're taking away the the greatest thing we were given which was each other so yeah, just thankful to be
0: here. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here. Um, I always enjoy our conversations, and you're here because you have a different perspective on life than than I do. And mm. people like me have the, that don't think like you do, mm. that don't think in that positive realm. I mean, I, we experienced that early in the conversation. It's like my mind does, doesn't go there immediately. Yeah. It, it doesn't create this uh, willpower of I can. Mm-hmm. It's the willpower, power of I can't. Yeah, and that's so interesting. so you know, and that's why I've surrounded myself with the people that I have, mm-hmm. um, because they're good, solid people, and they think very, very differently mm-hmm. than I do. And and they've surrounded themselves with me as well. Yeah. So it's not just it's not just a one sided thing, but oh, they yeah. they've allowed me to come into their life and lives and be part of their families and you know, even speaking to their, their children's lives and Mm -hmm. which has been a huge privilege. Like I, I I don't have that quality. I don't have that qualification. I don't, but, but they do it and they, and they love it. And, Mm. um, and I've built long, lifelong relationships out of that. So, I mean, you're here because there, you bring a quality to the table that I cannot. Mm. And that's why everybody's on here.
2: Yeah. We all have those unique perspectives, which yeah. is why this is so cool. Podcasting yeah. That's Yeah, so you cool. know, it's supposed
0: to be, you know, it might be, um, at least my perception was it was supposed to be about suicide and it is, hmm. it is, but it's more about living. Yeah. How do you live? Yeah. Even in the midst of, and with the positive, like I, I can't get out of my head unless I hear something positive. Yeah. Unless I hear somebody doing it in a different way that's working for them that's better than my detrimental way
2: because it lets you know that there is another way because other way way. otherwise in your mind there's just that one way yeah and i think that can go for all of us so yeah it's a good balance
0: well it's been a pleasure thank you so much for being here uh i really appreciate it
2: and thank you for having me of
0: course (laughs) talking to you is always (laughs) <laughs> always good so,
2: <laughs> we need to go get some dinner now
1: <laughs> I know
0: so, well this is The Suicide Monk and we'll see you on the flip side alright well thanks for joining us this week on The Suicide Monk if you'd like to support us please go to www.thesuicidemonk.com and you can go and listen to our podcast from there uh, support us from there but please go like and sub- subscribe on Spotify. That helps us a ton. Really appreciate you listening. Uh, love you all. And thank you so much. If you have questions, want to be on the show, want to discuss, uh, just want to tell your story or just need somebody to talk to, reach out through the website, or on the email, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. The Suicide Monk out.